And now, coming to you live from the tri-state area and San Francisco, California, it's the best part of Wednesday, Waffle Box, with your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Ooh, welcome to Waffle Box, the podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing, all at the same time. Coming up on episode 74, we've got viruses being rebranded for the kids. Have subscription services gone too far? We're talking onions of the glass variety and so much more. I'm Mike Fish and I'm joined as always by the main man from San Fran, Mr. Kush Hayes. Kush, how are you doing, buddy? What's good, y'all? Kush Hayes here coming to you. Episode 74 of the Waffle Box. It's the original Waffle Box. You accept no substitutions. It is the best part of Wednesdays. We love to do this for you. We love that you are here. Mike Fish, how are you doing, dude? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Riding on the crest of a wave of victory and success as the mighty England advanced to the yeah. round of 16 in the FIFA World Cup. That's exciting. I know. Yeah, man. So, so I don't know anything about football over in the UK and et cetera, et cetera. But like any, any big names on, on the UK team? Like did, did you take like this guy from Manchester and this guy from Wales? and like? No, Wales have their own team. Wales has their own team. Of course they do. They're Wales. England. Not England, England. England, England. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's just natural. It's, it's the all-stars of the England nation. So from all over the place. I don't know if you'd know any of the names since you don't know much about it. Did you even know that your boys, the United States of these Americas, advanced as well to the last 16? I know they faced Iran yesterday, uh, Tuesday, but I did not know what the outcome was. So I'm actually surprised. I know some people over there right now. I was like, Ooh. Wow, you did. You made that trek out there with your drinking habit. Good for you, sir. <laughs> oh, there'll be no way I'd be going over there. That is a trip that I would not want to make. You would be smart not to make that trip, but uh, it's still it's exciting to have the, 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 the team still in it. So congratulations to you. Congratulations to the boys of the U S and uh, yeah, man. Uh, please keep us posted. Although there was a price to be paid for victory for the oh. the, the boys in the red, white, and blue. As oh. a, I don't know if they've seen any updates yet, but poor Christian Pulisic, the man who scored the winning goal for USA, as as he, if I remember correctly, he headed the ball in, I believe, but his momentum took him into the goalkeeper who was spreading himself out to try to save the goal. And so his boot, or as you say over here in America, the cleat, the bottom of the cleat with the studs. Oh, no. Went right into his baby maker. Oof. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's that's going to suck too. But like, I thought this man like took a cleat to the face. Like, <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, he he was down for for a little while, as you can imagine. He wasn't probably the best thing that happened to him. No, no more illegitimate children. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure there's not going to be any politic juniors anytime soon. Bless him. But yeah, all right, help us. God help us all. Cost of victory, no pain, no gain, yeah. as they say. Here's to your balls, Christian. Put uh, some ice hey. on it, buddy. Walk it off. Any uh, fun, exciting adventures for yourself, Dan Olin, Cali? No, we just got through Thanksgiving, thankfully. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. 
the relatives came over. I uh, I did the cooking. Hashtag while I appreciate turkey titties. Turkey titties. Uh, while I appreciate everyone's like, this is a really good meal, Kush. Yeah, you did you outdid yourself this year. Like, I'm eating. I'm like, this is some bullshit. It needs to be cooked a little longer. Uh, I don't know where where did I go wrong with this one? Like, all right. So, but you know, it's fine, man. It was nice to see everybody, and yeah, we we just kept it very mellow this this holiday weekend. So, do you think? they have lower standards than you or do you think they were just humoring you i think they were trying to be nice and the the clue on that is no really i'm saying that for real <laughs> I, i'm not even I'm, I'm not gagging right now i'm just this is just the shock of how there's thankfully no gagging and no no food poisoning and no one spent any extra time on the throne but uh yeah i was just like this is bland or it felt bland and uncooked, and I, I'm I'm down on myself for that. But I'm also not a chef; I don't cook. So this yeah. is so good; it's filled me up with one bite. I cannot touch any more of this. But there was only so one; no leftovers were eaten that night. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually uh, the first, the second sign. Uh, even I was just like, "Yeah, should we have some pie? <laughs> What's that, that pie? Did, did you make it?" I did not like we we baked a pie. Obviously, store bought, so it was no big deal. That but then safe. one of the neighbors, God bless her soul, she brought a pie over to us. So then we had two pies, and then uh, the aunt and uncle, for some reason, brought two more pies. So we had four pies. Um, they thankfully took one back, but uh, we had amaretto pumpkin. Ooh, wonderful! You get the opportunity to ever try some amaretto pumpkin. Get on it. Get down on it. Down on Go it. down on it for sure. I think I'll pass by. I'm not. I'm just not a big fan of anything pumpkin related. I must admit, that's not the mm-hmm. the thing that's ever. If it's not your thing, then don't. But like, if you like some pumpkin pie, can I just have the amaretto? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Why not? Because that's isn't that alcoholic? Mm-hmm. In theory, yes. I doubt there was any alcohol in the pie though. No. It, it's, that, it sounds like a horrible pie then to me. I mean, it's just called rum raisin bread. It's There's no real, like, it's not going to get you. You'd have to eat like 10 of them to get a buzz. False advertising, quite frankly. Yeah. Anyway, speaking about advertising, let's get into it. Do we have a sponsor? No, unfortunately oh. not, not yet. Um, but advertising is all about the brand. Getting that right name that hits home so people like, you know, like calling a podcast Waffle Box instead of Mike and Kush Save the World. Whatever reason I was thinking of that name, whatever reason, two years ago. Anyway, doesn't matter. But there's been a thing going around called Monkeypox. I don't know if you've ever heard Mm, it. I think think we did actually mention it several episodes Mm. ago. Um, But people have been saying, you know what? We're not a big fan of the name monkeypox. Yeah, mm. so what's been said there's there's been complaints over racist and stigmatizing language linked to the virus's name, monkeypox. So mm. are the pox people upset? I I I was honestly, maybe this is just the ignorance of me. I wasn't able to work out why the name monkeypox was racist or who it would be racist to. But mm-hmm. hey, I'll let's not delve into that one. 
Um, however, so the old term will be used alongside the new one for a year before being phased out. And get this. This is, this is, I don't know, the World Health Organization. There's a bunch of cowboys over there. Boop, boop, boop. We do what they want. <laughs> My name is Finn, and I'm a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> bang, bang. Boom. Um, so after, this has made me laugh. So That's after my, uh, impression of a Korean man. We'll leave that one as well. After lengthy discussions between experts, countries, and the general public. So this is right, this lengthy discussions, right? Okay. So we've got to get everyone involved. Sure. We've got to get multi, multiple countries involved. We've got to get multiple experts involved. Let's even ask the general public. It is the world. What are we going to rename monkeypox? And after these lengthy discussions, oh, they come up with a doozy, my friend. Mm. They renamed monkeypox. Drum roll, please. Mpox. Oh, that sounds cooler. I will tell you that. Like, I got that Mpox, you know. It was, you know, look, she. She looked clean. We were dancing. I guess we got a little too sweaty. Like I, that's what happens when I when I get, when I dance, man. I can't help that. That's just how I dance. Like we get sweaty. But yeah, uh, got got that mpox, son. Right. Do you remember when there was a thing called swine flu? And then they were like, yeah, that's people who like sell pork for a living. Yeah, we we gotta call it H one N one. So this rolls off the tongue. Yeah, like how long were really these discussions? Where or, like did other people come up with different names, and they were like, "No, no, this is Impox." Fuck it, terrible. I would, you would think they would just stop at Impox. Like it would be the first thing out, uh, and and, and the, just, yeah, you know, just... the only the only option. They'd be like, "Yeah, that's good, Impox. Let's let's roll with that." Um, but no, they probably had at least probably being conservative a dozen other names to go through. Sounds like a like a girl group from the nineties. Ooh, Mpox, dude! Mpox is playing at the Forum tonight. I got four tickets, Mike. There can be bitches everywhere, and it, and it's the original lineup. Oh my god, it's the original lineup of Mpox. Yo, you remember the first time we saw Mpox? Oh, nineteen ninety five with the Palladium. What was I Ooh. wearing? Oh, what was I wearing? Shit, back then? Well, it's not about what you were, Sherry. Was wearing that low, low, low skirt, like where her cheeks are just out, and so when she shake oh. it, you you you, you can see what you, I swear it winked at me, yo. It oh, and, me. and you it could went, see those ding. tick biddies hanging out. Oh, oh, so many tick biddies. <sighs> Shout out to Mpox, greatest hits tour coming out soon. Their greatest hit was Yuletide Booty Jam, <laughs> parentheses remix. All right. Everyone thought you tied booty jam. The, the original was, was good. Little, but the remix not, the original was okay. It was a little racy for radio, but the remix, me and the children, we don't even open the presents until we listen to Yuletide Booty Mix. The remix. Uh, the, was... the daughter, little Sally, just lip syncs it every time. And uh, it's it's the best part of Christmas. Well, I can't remember the exact lyrics, but wasn't that that one bit where, because obviously, you know, Santa's you know, has to make an entrance on Christmas Eve. And obviously maybe if you're using said entrance year round, you have to clean it and like to get rid of the soot. But, you know, the way she was talking about blowing Santa's chimney, it was, oh, really? The kids are going to be listening to this. 
Stacy. I mean, come that was on. subtext back then. That was subtext. Now it's just all text. It's this. Uh, anyway, I appreciated the subtext myself. You are a big subtext kind of guy. Remix. That's what they say about you. Kush Hayes is the subtext kind of guy. Anyway, moving on. Talking about racy stuff going on, sexy sauciness. So, Australia, we go to Australia, where this story has, you know, other than the fact that getting to Australia takes about 78 hours by a plane, I could be slightly wrong on that. It's, it's, it's a long, long, less. A long journey. Mm-hmm. But this one other new thing is the Stephanie Steele deal. I'm never moving. I'm never, never going to Australia. Never moving to Australia. I'm never stepping a foot in Australia, even though they do have um. Shit, who is that guy? The, 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 the guy that came, Paul Hogan. What, what character do you play? Crocodile Dundee. There we go. What a legend. What a legend. But then even he came to America in the end. Stupid Australia. Um mm-hmm. so, yes. so so basically there was a woman, right? There's always a woman. So she was in the kitchen. Leave your mm. damn That's... sexist jokes out of this. So she was in the kitchen and she was just noticing. Hmm. Is that microwave moving? That seems weird. So she decided to inspect said situation and discovered not, well, not as I not one, but two carpet pythons barking behind her microwave. Wow. Yeah. <gasps> Australia's wild, dude. Australia, like. Even for some reason, the urban areas of Australia, you just like die from nature. It's get, get your shit together, Australia. What's going on here? One pythons down. just hanging out behind the microwave. Carpet pythons at that? I don't even know what that means. Like, giggity, giggity. like if I if I just buy a carpet, unroll it. Is there going to be a python in it? What the fuck, dude? Giggity, 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 but what makes me weird is like. How do you even know that? Like, like because most animals, you know, if you think, okay, what does uh, uh just name a pet, name name an animal, uh, um, um, a panda, right? Mm-hmm. I, I guess they are famous for not getting it on very often, but mm-hmm. you can you can kind of in your head, right? What would two pandas having sex look like? Okay, I got it, I got it in my head, mm-hmm. right? Oh, what the fuck do uh... snakes do? How, how, how would this anyone know? Like, look, oh, they're having sex. They could just be laying next to each other for a while now. They could have been spooning. I have no idea. What does the report say? They were having sex behind the microwave, or just they were there? It clearly, it says it says the woman discovered two carpet pythons in the throes of passion, as it said in this article. Oh, um, yeah. I always thought snakes laid eggs, so. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how it works. But a video posted on Facebook shows Stuart McKenzie of Sunshine Coast Snake Catchers, who has apparently become quite a, a little viral sensation. I've never no, no, no idea. So yeah, he went there and discovered, like, went catch him. He said, I quote, we were able to get there very quickly and relocate the two lovebirds back 
out into the bush where they belong. Whereas, yeah, one of the snake was like, hey, I was already in that bush, baby. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't, couldn't relate. Couldn't help myself. But yeah, I, I, very well. In a way, because like, I'm snakes freak me out. I don't know if I told you this story. As they not, should. That's not a great story, but in the backyard we have we have a grill and it has a grill cover. Mm. Um, and during Let's the summer, it, we had a windy evening, and so mm-hmm. I hadn't secured the cover correctly, and it kind of eventually blew off. And it was kind of laying half like on the brick wall next to the behind the grill and onto the grass. Mm-hmm. And so I go down there, do, 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 do. Oh, I'm going to pick this up and put it back on. And I picked it up and this snake was like, this is in New Jersey, New Jersey. So yeah, it was only, it's only like, a, what, like, I think we like a grass snake, which they're not dangerous and they're pretty relatively mm-hmm. small, but still it scared the shit out of me. It's incredibly rare that you'll find a snake in San Francisco, but like snakes are pretty much all over like out California where it's actually warm. The warm parts of California, you'll find snakes. But uh, yeah, I still don't know what I would do if I found a snake under under the barbecue cover. Two behind the microwave. Or two behind the microwave. Yeah. Like what number do you call 911 for that? Like or, or, or Australia's 999? Like yeah, I don't know. There is. How do, uh, how do you resolve that issue? I would have to actually look. I mean, I'm not going to look it up because I don't live in Australia, so it doesn't really care about me. But I, mean, I know there is a specific number because after doing some research, research on my snake discovery, mm-hmm. so like, what a, ooh, what kind of snakes are in New Jersey? And when I looked it up, blah, blah, blah. typically, if you find a snake in your backyard in New Jersey, there is a dedicated phone number that you have to ring, or you're supposed to ring, mm-hmm. and then someone will come and take it away and put it somewhere different. So that tells me it's like a very common thing, right? Yeah. Thankfully, I've only ever seen two snakes since I moved here. And the other one was just like in my, the front of the house on the, 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 not the, not the sidewalk, but the pathway leading to the sidewalk. Mm. And it was dark. And I was just about to take my dog for a walk. And so it's slivering, caught me off guard again. So like, fuck off. I fucking hate him. I was surprised to they come don't, they home. Don't. I'm also surprised it was eight years ago, but I came home to one of those little door, you know, like like a Chinese menu on your doorknob. But it wasn't a Chinese menu. It was a brochure, a pamphlet. that said like, so you have coyotes in the neighborhood now. Here's what to do. It's like, oh my God, here we are. It didn't have a phone number to call. It just oh. said, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Don't, You're on your don't own. engage. Do not engage. Yeah, I've spotted a coyote around my way, but really? only one. Because where I live, it's like our backyard pretty much leads mm-hmm. onto a forest. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of wildlife coming through. There's foxes oh, and deer yeah. and stuff like we that. We got a lake right over here too. Yeah, so yeah, I follow. It's getting wildlife scary, man. You know, I would. I think I would still rather deal with the coyote over the two pythons banging behind the microwave or or even worse the spider that is the giant spider that is transporting its thousands of baby spiders on its back and like if you make a loud clap like they just all scatter you're like ah fuck that i think that's a best of clip right there 
fucking spiders, baby. Fucking anyway, let's change the subject. Yes. Australia, full of spiders. Let's get out of here. Spiders so big they carry baseball bats and shave. Like they're massive over there. Right. Ugh. Ugh. Right. Last trending story before we uh head into the dumb world record segment. Have you heard? There's a thing. It's a trendy little thing. Um, called subscription services. It's where you pay a monthly subscription for a service. Copy that. Yeah, yeah. Like a magazine or or magazine. even a, a an app these days. Mm-hmm. Or a TV channel or whatever. Like TV Netflix copy, and all that copy. bullshit, right? So, yes. obviously, these have become all the range um, when people were going, hey, we need to save money. Uh, so we're not going to buy for cable anymore because it's too expensive. It's like $80 a month. So what I'm going to do is is pay for 10 streaming services which come to about $120 a month. Yeah, I've saved money. Go me. To be fair, when the cable cutting trend started, it was just Netflix and like maybe Hulu. And everything was on both of those, you know? And then these other apps started coming out of the woodwork, you know? But like, and, and the option to actually get live TV again became a thing. So, yeah, uh, people people let it get out of hand, but I blame that on the consumer, not myself. Well, now things are getting crazy because the subscription service has gone from the magazines to the apps to the magazines. TV. Now now it's starting to infect our cars, Kush Hayes. Get oh, a load of this shit, right? Okay. So, Mercedes-Benz are introducing an acceleration subscription fee. So, on their uh, <laughs> their electronic cars, I believe. Yes. Um, for which I have put the the models somewhere in here, but maybe I did not keep it. Shit. But anyway, specific models, but. For an annual cost of $1,200, excluding tax, the company will enable some of its vehicles to accelerate from 0 to 60 miles per hour a second faster than before. Wow. This comes... That's weird. ...after rival manufacturer, BMW, offered a subscription feature earlier this year for heated seats. <laughs> so now this Not is what's you. crazy about this is so thankfully a voice of reason mr jack mccown association of scottish motoring writers president and motor editor of the courier newspaper in dundee said mercedes new feature was unsurprising but dispiriting when you pay a monthly subscription for a phone or for broadband internet you're paying for the company to supply and maintain a data network Mercedes, however, are asking you to pay for hardware that's already installed in your car, mm. and which is presumably already made for profit and margin when you bought the car. So, so basically, yeah, we have put these features in your car, like the heated seats, like the ability to go mm-hmm. fast. Oh, but you want to use them? Now be extra money, please. That's ridiculous. It's like, what's, what's going to happen soon? You're just going to buy a car. Oh, do you want wheels? That's extra monthly fee, I'm afraid, my friend. This just, is also just like the video games, uh, video oh, game industry the DLC 10 years bullshit. ago. Like, so you wanna you wanna play that game you spent sixty dollars on? Okay, 
You want to play a little Mormon? It's gonna cost you. You want that extra weapon earlier? It's gonna cost you. Like, and not a little bit. It's gonna cost you a lot of it. No, but at least, like, yes, that is all bullshit because similar to what this guy's saying, old Jackie boy, is that in the video games, you know, the the gun that you're talking about is in there. The character is already in there. But Mm -hmm. at least typically they are like you have if you pay four ninety nine or nine ninety nine, boom, there's the character you have it. It's not a monthly like this should be like because when you buy a car, thank you for the throwing the money. When you buy a car now, regular cars, you know, for extra features, you pay a little bit more and then that's it. Done with. And this mm-hmm. like, oh, you forgot to you forgot to pay your monthly fee. Sorry. I know it's December, but your ass is gonna be cold in this car. Ridiculous. So what happens when the car glitches and you don't get that speed, the extra second that you were that you paid for? But how would you know at the same time? Yeah. Who's timing this? It's all bullshit to me. It sounds to me like you're paying $1,200 for a little... I'm going to say it's blue, but it could be green. might be red, but just a light that says hyperspeed engaged. (laughs) (laughs) And you go one second faster. My journey time... It's like a second less. You can still go over 60 miles an hour, right? Like They're not not capping it like you... Carly goes 60, but you pay the 1200, we'll go to 120. Like, like it still goes over that, right? Yeah, it just, you can just get there a little bit faster for $100 you know a month. Ridiculousness. You know what? Good for you, Mercedes. Good for you, BMW, because well, fuck them. those in, in, in the United States, those are elitist cars. Like, I spent 50000 plus on it. And uh, because I got money like that, you know, I spent the extra twelve hundred to go one second faster. Ooh. Like, we're like Fast and the Furious up in this bitch, and I'm like, family, boom, ah! But it, yeah, it's, it's it's almost like taking us back to the past, like we're having that, that great reset to where it's now going to become again. Like you're going to be getting into someone's car and be like, "Ooh, these seats are heated. He must have money. Ooh, he could be a good provider." He, yeah, he smokes cigarettes and he does cocaine liberally. Oh my god! But yeah, I guess yeah, fuck the companies. But also, they're unfortunately whenever you hear stories like this, it's you know they've obviously done some this for reason because some pay idiots it. paying it. There we go. Supply and demand. D bag is going. Some twat is it. demanding this shit. But. Yep. Speaking of electronic cars, I haven't got a note for this. I just remember hearing this one time. Apparently, there's there is a I can't remember which one, but it's some electronic car that they were testing. That they were going to cap the speed, like you were saying earlier, so that you know for safety reasons you can never go above the speed limit. So okay. it will detect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I well it's so. twenty five now, so the maximum speed you can go is twenty five. Mm. And but apparently they were testing this in New York City. And I'm like, crashes. what's the point of that? Like, I, I've, I drive in New York City, not on the regular, because I try to avoid it. But whenever I do, I would dream of reaching the speed limit. Jesus, you bet. <laughs> you're going like maximum 10 miles per hour in that bitch and then break. Oh, break. Break. Useless testing it there. But there you go. Mm. Ah, anyway, 
That was fun. Three little stories there. Three little spinny stories. We had a good time and we we we, we got off awesome. track, but uh, you know, we had fun doing it. Yeah. Now let's talk about some people who aren't trying to manipulate people, not trying to steal people's money. Let's talk about people that are out there doing things with their life, achieving things with their life. Let's talk about someone that's broke a world record. <gasps> In this week's dumb world record of the week. Why? Why? Why would I? Why? 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 Why would you want to do that? Uh, this week's one world record takes us to China. Oh, actually, I don't know where it takes us. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were going to China for a second. Well, it's, it's, it's a Chinese man, but I didn't want to be to make the assumption that he is in China. He could be anywhere. It's free world, anywhere, travel, whatever. They bloody well free. This man is a Chinese man, um, and okay. he comes okay. from the Shandong province. The game doesn't okay. say he was doing it there, but whatever, I'm not judging. So this fella, do you remember ever, like, when you were bored back in the days when there was fuck all to do, and there was only maybe three channels if you were lucky, and so, you know, and there was no internet, mm-hmm. no phone, internet days. So you can just call your mate. You had to maybe get on a bike, ride ride to his house, knock on the door. Oh, he's not home. Better ride all the way fucking back home again. That was a wasted trip. That kind of days. One of the things to do for fun was... I still had my Super Nintendo. Pre-Nintendo, whatever. Anyway, the point is, would you ever build a house of cards? That's where I was getting to. Oh. Oh, I've actually built a house of coasters, if that counts. Yeah, I guess it kind of works similarly. But yes, mm. so this man has broken the world record mm. for the tallest house of cards. All right. So he, what the rail works out there. So for the Guinness World Record to stand, Guinness uh, requires it that once you've completed the house, and it has to be done in a single day, so you can't like make it a thing. Mm-hmm. So the structure has to remain standing for at least 10 minutes to qualify for the world record. This mm-hmm. fella built this house of cards in bah, 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 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? He took an... Oh, sorry. Wait. So... The world record has to be broken within 12 hours. I do apologize. You have 12 hours to build the house of cards. And he did it in only five hours and four minutes. My goody gosh. Now. And how tall was it? Well, that's where the guessing game comes in, my friend. Oh, okay. So in five hours, four minutes, building. Do, do, do. House cards. Do, do, do. Building a house of cards. That's the song everyone used to sing when they were building houses of cards. How one? How many stories do you reckon? I was going to say I was going to I was going to do a guess of like how many stories and how high, but it's a standard get house of cards, so a bit deck deck cards, I'd say. So whatever, everyone knows how big deck cards are. It's about what about three and a half inches? Mm-hmm. You reckon? Anyway, how many stories so, do you reckon this man could get? When I say I built a house of uh, coasters, it were bar coasters. You know, they were the square kind, yeah. and basically like cars, but like thicker. Bit more girthy, like th- thicker for sure. 
And I literally just did one layer going up. But the more I'm hearing this story and the more I'm processing it, I bet it wasn't just this one triangle. Like, I feel like there's more of a three dimension to it. Like this, this house of cards actually like had four corners as well. There was definitely some 4D chess from Star Trek going around about it. Yes. Uh, you know, because like five hours, Jesus Christ. So, but we want to know how tall it went. I'm going to yeah. guess card length. I'm going to guess 20 levels high. This man, Mr. Tian Ru, completed the house of cards 50 stories high. Wow. 50 stories. Which measured... So this is ha- makes it even more crazy. So obviously, I mean, if you're looking, watching this, it doesn't. There's no real reference here. I'm gonna say I'm. I could say I'm eight foot tall. To be fair, you can't really tell. You can just see me from my nipples up. But so I'm six foot tall. So that, okay. that's where I get my brain reference from. This house of cards was eleven feet tall. Okay, so that's that's insane to me. Fifty. When you said fifty stories, I imagine a fucking building in front of me. But eleven, okay, eleven feet tall. So that's that's at least fifty levels. Like I said, I said twenty levels. So you know, card length. Yeah, fifty stories. One levels. Stories is a whole built. Stories is a literal building measurement, sir. Like, well, have you seen fifty? You've seen fifty stories driving through mm, New York, sir. No, no, because fifty stories of a bit. It's, it's one floor. A story is a flaw. It's, it's not actually. Yes, it is. You cannot. You what? A so story you're... is ten feet. A story is literally ten feet tall. Oh, I can't. I haven't got my phone. <laughs> I'm going to look up and make me let me let us know. We'll have to come back to this next week. Yeah, who's right? Am I right? Is 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 a store is one floor one single story or is ten does it have to be ten foot? I mean, if that floor is ten story. feet tall, it's a story. That's some bullshit. If that is, then because then this story is bullshit as well. <sighs> but all right, for those listening to the podcast, Kush did not just shoot up a line of cocaine live on the show. But, no, I didn't. No, it was my yeah. confidence sniff. <sighs> oh, everyone's got a good confidence sniff. Sure. Anyway, well, congratulations. So Eleven feet. That's Eleven foot. Eleven foot house of cards. Well, if if I'm right, it's fifty story house of cards. If Kush is right, it's barely it's one. one story tall. <laughs> Just over one story. Fuck your dreams. Which still, it means like there's a oh, lot. Don't involved. backtrack now and try to congratulate him. Ting Ah on your side, buddy. I'm cri- <sighs> I got nothing but love for Tian. So, yeah. like, that's my guy. Yeah. We go all the way back to pacifier days. Okay. You're back. This guy was always so telling fast, like, you know, one day push, I'm going to build a story. I'm going to build a house of cards 11 feet tall, son. And then over half the time it takes to do it. Kush Hayes has paid $1,200 of year because he's backtracking so fast he's definitely getting that extra second that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying that's what we call a callback my friends to 20 minutes ago 
What a skill. What a skill. Anyway, that wraps up the first half of this week's Waffle Box episode 74. My gosh, where does time go? Still to come on this week's show, we are talking about Knives Out Sequel Glass Onion. We are talking about celebrities beginning with H going down the trap door. Feel good segment and more. But we'll be right back from the other side of this short break with the middle of the show quest. See you soon. Ciao, ciao. It's now time for the middle of the show quiz. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Here we come. Kush Hayes reviewing Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel. We're ending the show on the warm and fuzzies. Real good segment of the week. Plus some more stuff. But it's the middle of the show, so it's now time for the middle of the show quiz. It is the first time joining us on Wafflebox. Let me tell you what we do here. Based on some of the subject on the show, I give Cochet's a little quiz. Make sure he's paying attention, quite frankly, because I don't know. He does smoke the marijuana and he's got those glasses on. He could be asleep, for all I know. But I ask him five questions. Mm. Obviously, the name oh, of the game. He's oh. trying to get. There we go. Wakey, wakey. Wow. Uh, the. Aim of the game is to get obviously clean sweep, get nice five out of five, but three out of five is best. No, it's not best. It's, it's, it'll do. Um, if he gets a question, I've not been doing well, dude. No, I've been like this, maybe this... the last couple of weeks have not been my best moments. They have not. So he's been hearing this. Uh, so, so basically, if he gets a question right, he hears this noise, and it makes him happy. But he hasn't been hearing that noise very often. Lately, what he's been hearing is this noise when he gets a question wrong. When he's made him say it. But there you go. Best of luck. Five questions. Since Kush is reviewing Glass Onion, of course, it's now time to test Kush's knowledge on onions. Oh, jeez. So here is <laughs> question number one. According to the National Onion Association, U.S. onion consumption has increased how much in the last 20 years? By the way, all of these are multiple choice because I appreciate, I'm sure your onion knowledge isn't on the tip of your tongue. So according to the National Onion Association, U.S. onion consumption has increased how much in the last 20 years? Is it option A, 25%, option B, 50%, option C, 75%. Or option D, 100%, a.k.a. doubled. A, B, C, or D, Cochets. Let me go A, 25%. Oh, you were close. Really? Actually, actually, onion consumption in the last 20 20 years has increased 50%. Option B. Ew. Ah, lots of onions being sautéed and shit. I don't do cooking. And I hard I can avoid, I can avoid them. I don't eat those damn onions. They're the devil's vegetable, if you ask me. Question number two. Number two. The oldest known onion harvest dates back a four thousand years ago, b five thousand years ago, 
C, 6,000 years ago, or D, 7,000 years ago? AKA 5,000 years before Jesus bloody Christ was born. Hmm. I feel like, I mean, seems like everything is BC for sure. So let's just say 7,000 D. Ooh! Correct, the earliest known onion. 7,000 years ago. Bloody hell, we've been loving onions for years. Yeah, onions is the cockroaches of vegetables. That's what I'll be calling them from now on. Question number three. How many acres of onions are planted each year in the United States? Is it A, 75,000, B, 100,000, C, 125,000, or D, 150,000? 75, 100, 125, 150. C. 125,000. Ooh, you, Mr. Onion Man, he knows his stuff. So for the, you could you could get the win here. You could get the win here. Question number four: <laughs> Which U.S. city once had the nickname? So once had the nickname the Big Onion. Is it A. New York, B. San Antonio, C. Baltimore, or D. Lincoln, Nebraska? Lincoln, Nebraska. Fell for my trap. No, it was actually New York. Big boy oh, was really? called the Big Apple. It was called the Big Onion. Because no, thank you. With, terrible. You know, the more you can peel back the layers of New York, and it still keeps getting whatever bullshit. Sounds pretentious oh to me. But there you go. So here we are, two-two. The decider. Decider. Right, this is the tiebreaker. All right. Which U.S. state? produces the most onions is it a new mexico is it b idaho c oregon or d california so new mexico california Going for California, he's going for his home state of California. He's repping his home state of California. Do you see a lot of onions in California, Gushes? I mean, yeah, it's actually a, it's a big state. There's a lot of agriculture out here. Woo! <laughs> you win. Congratulations, guys. He's back on the winning track. He's back on the winning track. Throw that money in the air. Make it rain. <laughs> Look at you, your onion knowledge man. Like that, that totally could have gone to like New Mexico. You know, like it wasn't going to be Idaho, but like, you know, again, it was, it's, it's a big state, dude. We grow everything out here. You're proud to be a Californian now, aren't you? <sighs> you onion loving motherfuckers. Well, that was the middle of the show quiz. Now it's time to turn ourselves to the light of our affair because we're going to kill off a human being. In this week's <laughs> Trapdoor segment.
Again, just to bring up the speed, we're not actually going to kill anyone. Don't call the police. Oh, imagine that SWAT team jumping in while I'm recording it. Oh, I said Ooh, we're not. That'd gonna... be great. That would be great. Pod, if the SWAT team just rushed your house right now, like there's two doors back there, and just all of a sudden, dudes with machine guns come through both of them. Like that'd be great. Especially pod. That, that won't be weird because that's a pantry. That'd be really weird if one came in. <laughs> I was hiding behind the curry sauce. Um, I mean, Mike, they could be listening to us right now, dude. We have to... Oh, if, hey, if, if the government is listening to this podcast, don't forget to hit subscribe. Give us a review. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, be so nice. this trapdoor nice segment, thing. what's all this it's about? It's G. G, E, what are we doing tonight? H. Oh, uh-oh. By coughing. Someone but the voodoo doll going for me anyway. Uh, let me just drink a sip. You okay, bud? <laughs> I'm so, like, I looked down and you were gone. Ooh, just had a coughing fit. Okay. You're I'm, back. Right. I'm back in the room. I'm back in the room. All right. right. He's back, everybody. He's back. I'm back. Anyway, trapdoor segment. What do we do? So I give Kush Hayes five, no, four names. There we go. Four names of celebrities because obviously this earth so goddamn overpopulated we need to hold off one by one each week um i give a list of four celebrities he gets to choose which one we send down the trap door into oblivion but of course he has to show his working this week we land at the alphabet on the letter h or as you americans like to say h h as you say h H. I say H. Or as I say H, because there's a H say, in it. H. H. Yeah, you you you, ex, you exhale H. into it. H. H. Like like as if you just ran a mile. H. <sighs> right. That's that's how you say it. But we say H. If it, phonetically it would be E, and then of course the H. 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 Might even have an A in front of it. H. I think you might. You're closer to Boston, so you might be like H. A Y C H. H. Yeah, there's definitely a couple provinces with a, a Y in there. Yeah. I hope <sighs> I'm not on this list, by the way, because Kush, Kush Hayes. Hello. Oh. I hope I don't make the list. Anyway, so the four celebrities names beginning with H. We've got H. Hayden Christian Christensen, most famously for playing Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. We have Mr. Henry Winkler, most famous for oh. playing the Fonz, and punching jukeboxes to make them work and snapping his fingers and mm-hmm. making young ladies. Come to his side. We also have Hideo Kojima, most famous for Metal Gear Solid creation, video games, lovely, lovely, lovely. And also we have Hank Azaria, most famous hmm. for doing voices on Simpsons. Hmm. He does many of them, but I think the most famous I know him for is, is Mo the Barman. 
Oh, uh, he was also controversially Apu. He Apu. He is no longer Apu. I don't even know if Apu's on the show anymore. I um, honestly haven't watched. But I also haven't been watching The Simpsons in fifteen years. But fifteen have, for me. So I have every now and again when I've been bored, sticking on a random old episode from you know one of the early series seasons. Sure, sure. Still classic. Still funny. Still funny. Oh, sure. Right, so for there, close playing along with the scorecards at home, Hayden Christensen, Henry Winkler, Hideo Kojima, Hank Azaria. Those are the four. Show you working cushions. Who's coming down the door? So Hayden Christensen got a lot of flack for being Darth Vader. And folks, like you weren't I don't know who everyone wanted Darth Vader to be, Anakin Skywalker in the prequels, but even even if they'd gotten someone with like acting experience or, or whatever, like if, if what Toby Maguire, if Toby Maguire was Anakin Skywalker in the prequels, people would have just hated him too. And I don't think that's fair. Um, Dan Christensen, I don't even know if he's a good actor, but seems like just a good dude in general. Like he got a lot of shit for no fucking reason. So, you know, I don't even know if he like wants to go down the trap door. Like he might be like begging us to like cush. Send me down the trap door, man. Like, I can't handle no more. The fan cons are killing me. Like, little, little, little assholes are throwing fucking, like, bocce balls at me. Like, I, I can't handle it, man. Uh, people so, keep but, saying, but, hey, I missed you in Fast and the Furious. So I'm not that missed guy. You. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you blew up in a car what you in died? Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Rest in peace, Aiden Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> but you're safe, Aiden Christensen. Yeah, I think God. you got a bad a raw deal, dude. Like you, you were just in a huge franchise, and the fans were toxic. So you're safe, bro. Don't worry about that. Henry Winkler. Hey. Say I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about Henry Winkler, and if I ever do, I'm probably gonna give him a knuckle sandwich because, like, this dude just—he's. <laughs> He's One, a treasure. He's on my Mount Rushmore of uh, fictitious father figures. That includes uh, Superman, John Shaft, and Captain Kirk. Okay, Fonzie's uh, obviously as on that top four. But uh, yeah, did you ever watch Henry Arrested Wink- Development? Of course, he was very good he's in hilarious. that as well. Yeah, man. He, yeah, he's never bad in anything. He's uh, on the TV show Barry on HBO. Um, also, he got a shout out. Season. He got a shout out in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That happened for sure. Like, what about Fonzie? Oh, Henry Winkler. He's very good. Yeah, I saw that shit. Anyway. Um, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria might be in the same boat as Hayden Christensen. We're like, he might want that mercy trap dooring. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to give it to him. You know, you, you know times were different. Times have caught up. He went out of his way. It's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I don't need to play Apu. I don't, didn't see the harm in it, but uh, he, uh, yeah, he made a mature decision. And he went, I'm not going to play Apu anymore or anything else that might be deemed offensive. I think he's got a good soul in him and uh, just naturally funny dude. That brings us to your third pick, Hideo Kojima. Uh-oh. I'm not Doesn't a gamer. Sound good. Doesn't sound good. I don't give a shit about Metal Gear Solid. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm tired of the memes where like Hadima posts a tweet like I saw uh yeah 
uh, the Sock Gardens of Galaxy Holiday Special, and now my life is complete. I'm tired of those memes. No, no. So, Hideo Kojima, I think you, through no fault of your own, have influenced a lot of bad gamers and, and you know, contributed to toxic fandom. And, uh, yeah, bro, I'm out. Goodbye, Hideo Kojima. Ah, oh, to be fair, was there any more Metal Gear Solid games coming out anyway? I don't think we've lost probably anything. three more. They even got a pachinko machine. Ooh. I don't know what that is. But uh... pachinko is a gambling device in Asia where instead of money, you you get the uh, silver marbles, but the the value of those marbles go up and down like any other like stock market thing. So like. You could just rack up marbles and then sell them to other people for way more than what you got them for. Weird. It was the first Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, Ooh, it's, ca- it's, ca- it's catching. <sighs> That's that you... M-Box, baby. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. Talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, that's not a movie. It was special. It's not a movie, but it's now time to talk about some movies. Maybe we'll talk about that next. Should we, should we, should we be cliche and talk about Christmas movies next from next month? Maybe we I can mean, start you... by talking about Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. That'd be nice. Should we do I that? mean, we can definitely talk about it, but there, there's actual real there's actually a couple of real Christmas movies out there, but there's also just like Spirited. real movies coming out. Spirited. We, talk, we can talk about spirit. We can do a whole spirit. bonus episode of holiday movies if you want. I think we should do a bonus episode of holiday movies because we still got. So next week is Violent Night. Oh, oh. The week after that, Avatar Two. The week mm. after that is, is something else. Like the, we. I don't see how we can avoid talking about Avatar Two, bro. Like, I know we're talking about Glass Onion tonight, but I would, we should also talk about Devotion. But that it's one one review an episode. But I think we should do a bonus episode. We can talk about all the new holiday films and TV specials as well. All right. I'm just throwing that out there. No, nope. maybe we'll card is subject to change, kids. Violet Night. Looking forward to that next week. But this week, let's get back to this week. Everyone loves Knives Out. It's now time for the sequel, which everyone's looking forward to. My gosh, it's going to be so good. It's got Dave Batista in it, and it's great. It's time for this week's Cushu's Movie Review. Cush's Movie Review. Cush's Movie Review this week is Glass uh, what's the actual fish, official title? Glass Onion, A Knives Out Story or something like that? Is that what it's called? It's Glass Onion, colon, A Knives Out Mystery. Mystery. Now, kind of before... sucks because it should be a Benoit Blanc mystery. Benoit Blanc is the central character in this. Knives Out was the last movie because that movie dealt with a murder, uh, a mystery murder writer who dealt with knives. Like, it made sense. Now, remind but, me though. So, before we get right, into the review, remind just to remind. Now, so the original. So, right now, I know the this one, and there's going to be a third one at least. Um, the third one that Netflix paid for, right? They paid for this mm, one, and then they next. paid up front for two films this one plus another one. So but so what remind me what was the how did the first one come was the first one non-netflix 
So I know they didn't. First one was just a regular Lionsgate release. So it wasn't. Um, oh, I so, said okay. Where did I watch? Was, uh, oh, okay. Did it ever come out on Netflix? I, I seem to remember watching. Anyway, I'm sure it's been on. I'm sure it's been on Netflix for sure. It, it what wasn't on Netflix? That was a Ryan Johnson written and directed film, and that was his first movie after Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, which isn't a bad movie. In fact, it's a very beautiful looking movie, and narratively, there's there's really good stuff in The Last Jedi. However, it made it seem like everything had been wrapped up, and everyone knew we had a ninth movie coming. So. It just caused a lot of confusion and his whole gimmick coming out of that with all the toxic fanboys was like exerting expectations. Okay. I I think I just messed up the first word there, but you know, that was his whole thing. You know what we're going to do. Expectations. Not tempering. Whatever. You know what we're going to do. So I'm going to do the exact opposite of it. So everyone was kind of expecting an updated version of Empire Strikes Back, and you're just like, "Nah, we're just going to do this whole other thing." I'm just going to, I'm just going to seal up all these storylines right here. And to be fair to him, Disney and the new Lucasfilm under Disney had no roadmap. They didn't know what was going to happen in Episode Nine, despite the fact that they really should have. But uh. We're not getting into that. So when we got to yeah, this knives say, out, this, this review of Glass Onion is great. <laughs> when we got to knives out, we're still exceeding expectations. All right, we're we're still doing the opposite. And I was doing a show called the Kush Hayes Show, where I was taking movie junket interviews and just weaving them in. And like, so this is what Ryan Jensen thinks about blah 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 blah. And um, he was talking about like, yo. Me and my mom, we love Agatha Christie novels. We love all the mysteries. Um, we just had the murder on the Orient Express. So we're going to do the opposite of that. And I was like, murder on the Orient Express? Well, everybody, spoiler alert for murder on the Orient Express, everybody killed the guy. So in this one, no one kills the guy. And I immediately knew that's where they were going. And despite the fact that Knives Out, the first one, is a very pretty film, didn't really enjoy it. I would have to go back to my review, but I think I gave it like a three, three out of six. Um, yeah, I think the fella ended having, up killing himself or something. The fella ended up killing himself, but there's this whole thing, and you know, yeah. everyone had, gives a great performance in that. It's not a bad story, but if you knew what was going to happen, it's kind of a kind of a bummer. We get to Glass Onion, which, uh, from what I understand, is a Beatles reference. Mike Fish, can you confirm this? Because you're English. No, just sure. because you're a Beatles fan. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think if it, okay. No. If it was like Yellow Submarine, I'd get it. Maybe that's what the third one I, would be called. Um, I believe believe Glass Onion is a Beatles reference. Otherwise, it's just a really weird fucking title. And within the story, it's named after a bar that our main characters hung out with when they weren't rich and or famous so uh knives glass onion a knives out mystery it's rated pg-13 two hours 20 minutes written and directed by ryan johnson starring daniel craig starring edward norton and starring janelle monet who is uh, a singer by trade also dave batista's in the mix 
And uh, by the way, thank you Fantastic. I walk alone. Oh my. Well, that happened. Dave Batista plays a Twitch streamer. Of course he does. Makes quite a good living, but also sells rhinoceros horn boner pills to teenagers. So he's gotten into a little bit of trouble. He's gotten into a little bit of trouble. Um, There's four or five other characters there. I'm not going to get into the whole cast list, but uh, dude, I've stalled so long here. My apologies. I absolutely enjoyed this film. It's only getting a one week release in theaters. So by the time this episode releases, you can't see it in theaters anymore. I thought you said it's have to wait to. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It's only getting a one out of five. (laughs) No, no, I'm not that. In fact, I'm giving this a five out of five. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, not the first five out of five I've given this year. Like, we've been pretty generous with movies this year. However, um, it, once you're hearing this review, you're not going to be able to see this uh, before the 23rd. And then it'll be on Netflix because Netflix paid for this and one more film. Like a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of money to the point where like Ryan Johnson... I want to say it was like over $320 million for both of them. $469 but, um, million. Dollars. I looked it up. $469 million? Okay. Good for them. Very good for them. So, with that ridiculous That's sum of money, Brian Johnson is making commentary on just the excess of cash to the point where, like, Serena Williams, at one point, like, you think, you know those exercise machines where, like, it's just a, a black mirror hanging on your wall? I do. Like, you, 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 Creepy you know, Okay, fuck. like, we, we, we saw a thing like that in, like, Total Recall in 1990, you know? Uh, anyway, two characters are just having a conversation in front of it and then you know like it's the serena williams workout app but then all of a sudden serena williams just like drops her book is like so you guys want to like work out or or what and they're like do you mind we're having a conversation here he's like hey whatever it's your money i don't care and it's, it's like there is a lot of fantastic comedy in this i i was belly ache laughing at a lot of this movie um mike you know me I'm usually a big critic about run times. Two hours and 20 minutes. Sounds like a long goddamn time, bro. No, as soon as you dude, said that, I was like, oh, he's gonna not, he's not gonna be happy about that. Didn't feel didn't feel one minute of it. You know, literally at most parts, like on the edge of my seat, like I want to know where this is going. I, I'm enjoying all the characters. I'm the, there's a little twist in the middle. I'm not gonna get into that, but it's like, oh, okay. I mean. I don't know if they need to do that, but since we're doing that, where is it going? Okay. There's a lot of fun stuff in this movie. It is one of the first movies that is commentating on on the COVID lifestyle where, you know, people have to like wear masks and, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a vaccine given and someone's like, what was in that? Like, don't worry that. Don't worry that. But you're, you're okay now. And we're telling you that, you know, it's, um, Edward Norton, our introduction to him, he is serenading some tall, beautiful blonde chick. And I don't recognize the song, but she's like, is that our song? I imagine he's playing Glass Onion. Um, 
And he's like, yeah, not only am I serenading you to our old song, but it's on the guitar that Paul McCartney wrote it on. And then wow. he just casually tosses it and it goes clang. Oh. Like it's just a lot of excess in this, a lot of a lot of just throwaway comedy. I had a great time with this. Again, five out of five. If you haven't seen it before, this review dropped. You won't be able to see it till uh, Christmas Eve for on Netflix. It's gonna be a Netflix exclusive. They felt really good about it. The reason it got a theatrical run, they wanna push it for a uh, tiny gold trophies in february and um we'll see if it happens the last one got a uh, plenty of uh oscar nominations and that's why netflix paid so much for two of them so yeah i thoroughly enjoyed the, the original one it's well done it's a beautiful looking movie of course the cast is phenomenal i still got issues with that first one but dude i really enjoy this one i'm saying it's better than the last one and I'm looking forward to part three, whenever that does come out. So, hey man, Knives Out to uh, Last Onion, a Knives Out mystery, five out of five. How is that boy Dave? Is he good? Super funny. Yeah, super fun. Funnier than he was in the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Woo. Yeah. I've walked for miles inside this pit of danger. Da, 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 da. And to be fair, everyone, that holiday special, it's a TV show. It shouldn't be held up to the same standard as a movie. Oh, no. It's a TV show. No, I sat down and watched it. For a TV show, it's fine. I sat down and watched it on Monday night. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I want to watch this. I know it's going to be silly, but I I feel the Mm -hmm. need to watch it. But when I pulled it up and it said 47 minutes, I was like, hey, happy about that. I thought Mm -hmm. it was a very beautiful. It's very well done. Let's let's just say that. Okay. All right. I'm glad you liked it. Thanks. I walked miles inside this bird of danger. This was Dave Batista's intro theme for for those of you. Oh yeah. Scratching your heads. I walk alone. There, there, you know, there's a whole audience of people that don't even know Dave Batista used to be a wrestler. Now he's been doing it that long. That is like, and he's, he's like got a pretty good resume, dude. No, he's definitely a few levels below the rock. Oh, however, talking... no, I'm however, saying I bet there's I bet there's plenty of people that didn't know Dwayne Johnson used to wrestle at this point. There, there's what he's lost some folks that are like the rock from those family movies. Yeah. Well saying that he did what he came back for a couple of matches, what that 10 years ago. So maybe there's probably yeah, okay, mm. maybe not. Maybe I mean, I saw it. him in Santa Clara just doing a one-off, you know, just, just doing a promo. Like, there wasn't a real match, but he was with at the Ronda Rousey. 31 with Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I'm, I want to say he's been out there one more time since then. But, um, yeah. Was that before or after the quote-unquote once-in-a-lifetime match that happened twice? With John Cena. I want to say that Santa Clara was after the John Cena matches, I believe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All you need to know is that after listening to this podcast, go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or Apple Music, whatever, and search Saliva, S-A-L-I-B-A, and the song, I Walk Alone, and rock your socks out. It's all right. It's all right.
Anyway, that was this week's movie review. Fantastic. Five out of five for Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Check it out on Netflix December 23rd or 24th, 23rd, 24th. 23rd. 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 Yeah, Christmas holiday week. Ah, nothing says Christmas like getting the family together and watching a murder mystery. Ah. Speaking of feeling good, let's end the show as we always do on the warm and fuzzies. Send on this week's throw good story of the week. It's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Can I hear it again? Uh, this week's throw good story takes us to somewhere in this world um i really should make sure i make a note of exactly where this takes place before i open up talking about where it's from and then realizing i don't know where it's from kind of looks bad mm. but this yeah, week's it happens. it happens takes us to the loving tender arms of a kindergarten teacher so, you know, everyone knows, you know, at the time when you was at school, you probably hated all your teachers, those damn squares trying to teach me stuff, nerds. <laughs> but when you look back, you know, sometimes there might be, some of us have that one teacher maybe that's like, oh, you know what? I wish I could thank them for what they did. Now, so that's open scene. So a retired kindergarten teacher was stunned earlier this year when so she was like um like knock 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 i was going to knock on the microphone but that'd be really obnoxious especially if you're listening to this audio so she like looks out into a front yard and then she sees that like a former student was out there so a former student was like waving um, and telling her, you know, that she, um, that they grad- they graduated. Hey, I've graduated. And the kindergarten, then the teacher was like, oh, congratulations. That's, that's really cool. Fuck off. Right. And then, <laughs> then she spots another student. And then another student. And then another student. And over a dozen students fill her front yard and and it wasn't until her daughter told her hey this was your last kindergarten class when you retired they've now all graduated from high school and she was like oh my god Um, and then she said there was plenty of hugs um, with uh, Mrs. Hamilton saying, oh, my gosh, I love you all. Oh, my gosh, you're all just gorgeous. Hamilton let her mother know that she was in on it, saying, your last graduating class, Mama, that's your last group of kindergartners. The video that was shared on TikTok resonated with other educators, with one person commenting, the best gift a teacher can receive is seeing her former students bloom. So there you go. It's one. So they must, you know, she must have made a bloody impact because like now the grass is ruined. But 
her entire <laughs> kindergarten class when she retired came back to celebrate with her after they graduated. Isn't that very nice? Isn't that nice? That's very nice. So two things. One, the 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 get off my lawn guy always gets a lot of slack, but nine point nine 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 times out of ten, like no one ever goes, Oh, there's a bunch of people on my lawn. No, no, nothing bad come from this. But Ooh. however, this is the one time where only good comes from people being on my lawn. Two, I only remember like four people and only one of them would I be able to like pick out of a lineup because that was my best friend. But like, you know, like I only remember from kindergarten, John, Morgan, Dana, Jennifer. Uh, otherwise, yeah, John, Morgan, Jennifer, anybody and else. Never one. I don't remember that one. Yeah. I've already forgotten my name. I know John's in Germany right now. I don't know where the Guten other Tag. Are. Guten Tag, Juan Lincoln. I hope he's, um, he's not. That's Bastard. not important. So it's it's amazing that these folks, if not kept in touch, were able to get in touch with one another to you know give this woman. Was it just a serenade, or were they singing Christmas carols, or or just just hey, we're here. Thank you so much. Hugs yeah, to so say we've graduated. Thanks. Cheers. Here's small town. The candy. I don't know. Doesn't I didn't I can't... still don't know the town. Yeah, I still don't know. I don't really mm. care because <laughs> it's bad reporting on on their end on this on this media's end. But yeah, this is a oh, great story. Dude. If only that camera picked that up better. That was amazing. I what threw I my sheet of paper up. In the air, furious at the bad reporting, and it literally whipped in the air and then landed literally back in the same position, so I could read it. Oh, wow! That's that's serendipity, son. That means you weren't supposed to lose that page. Nope. Maybe it's maybe it's there. Maybe it's like that was the universe telling me it's actually there somewhere. I, I don't know if you keep all your notes, but uh, you you might want to just hold on to that one for sure. It might be haunted. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Thanks very much. Anyway, let's change subjects. Ah, other than this, we do other podcasts, of course, because we love to hear our own voices. Kush Hayes, leader of the cult known as the Bosnet family. What audio joy have people got to look forward to over the Bosnet family? So this Friday, I hooked up with an old friend of mine. Uh, you don't know him, but his name is Ike Max. And oh, we are going to break Max. down. Maxi, Ike baby. Max. We're going to break down an episode. So for whatever reason, episodes of the 1980s G.I. Joe has been appearing on my YouTube feed. So I've just been watching just, you know, background stuff. And this one episode just stuck out to me. It's not an episode I remember ever seeing before this. It's just super random. It's episode 40 out of the first season. By the way, they did like 30 more episodes after this. Like back in the 80s, season one was super fucking long. Anyways, uh, we're going to break this down frame for frame. If you watch it on YouTube, I might have video to accompany it. But um, all TBD, but uh, it's a fun episode to listen to. It's a fun episode of G.I. Joe to watch because it's bonkers. And uh, 
again it's uh gi joe season one episode 40 an eye for an eye it's literally available on the hasbro youtube site so look for that and then check out episode 142 of the microdose this friday at noon california time and uh listen to us break it down damn we're just i'm just doing all sorts of breasting karaoke tonight wonderful stuff <laughs> wonderful stuff and if you are into uh the old world cup that's going on check 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 check, check out uh my other podcast Clara and big blue where we've been covering the world cup week two of world cup weekly uh go to at cbb pod cbb pod on twitter and instagram uh, for all the links where you can watch that or if you want to tune in live uh, we're every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Again, go to cbbpod.com for all of the links. Anyway, as you can see now, we are getting into the festive spirit. Look, if you look, look, we've done, I've put some decorations up around the video. Look, and our names, our names there, look, they're all Christmassy now. Look, they're all Christmassy. Looks very nice. So we're getting in the Christmas spirit. So next week, uh, we are talking some Christmas movies, I guess. We're talking about Violent Night, which looks good. It does look good. It looks super cheesy, and I hope it's as cheesy as it looks, because that'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, check that out. We'll be back next week. Um, of course... Go out of breath now. It's a fun episode. It's a fun episode. We covered a lot. Time. I had fun. Thank you for having me, Mike Fish. So I, you know, I don't know, to be fair, I don't invite you, you just keep showing up every week. But yeah, there we go. 75, 74 That's weeks strong. Accept no, never <laughs> accept no for an answer. Should lock the bloody door. That's all I should do. Um, so, but yes, you can follow me at OnlyMikeFish on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow this guy at... At Kush underscore Hayes. Only on Twitter. He's not on Instagram. So don't don't bother looking for that. And if there is a Kush underscore Hayes on Instagram, don't follow him because it might be someone weird. And you don't want uh, on Instagram at Kush and Kai. Oh, there you go. He's on Instagram then. Or oh, fuck me. Um, for all the links, make sure you go to enjoywafflebox.com. Tell all your friends, tell your family, tell your pets. Give us a bloody list and give us a nice review. Hit if you are watching on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up button. All that apparently it helps get viewers and algorithms and all the kind of things that I don't know about because I'm not bloody Mr. Beast. Till next time. Take care of yourselves. And each other. That's all, folks.